Got a room that's sweltering in the summer and freezing in the winter? You're not alone. This is Ask This Old House. I'm Chris Hermides. Lots of us have faced it, a space in your house that's just plain uncomfortable. You're cranking the AC in the summer and piling on the blankets in the winter, and it's miserable. Marissa and Andrew know what I'm talking about. They're in Akron, Ohio. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So I hear you found an awesome house. We did, yes. Let's hear about it. Um, it's a 1950s Cape Cod. We've been here about five years now. We used to have our bedroom upstairs in one of the uh, top rooms. And you got about one good week in September, one good week in April. Otherwise, it was unbearable after that. So we had to move downstairs. Yeah, right now, the upstairs, we have a guest bedroom and our office. So Andrew has been working from home, and that's where his office is. It's pretty terrible to work up there. It's very hot. And in April, it was pretty cold. And actually, my brother is staying with us because of COVID. So he drew the short stick, I guess. And he's upstairs. <laughs> what would you like to do with it eventually? Like, do you want to make it a more comfortable office space? Do you want to make it a more comfortable bedroom so your brother sticks around? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it would, yeah, definitely be to make it more comfortable because at around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, I have to step out of the office. I can't work there anymore. It gets too hot. And I think we'd like to move the bedroom back upstairs. Yeah. Just it was a better setup for the house. And maybe even like potentially spread out to the whole two sides. I mean, it's a cool space. It's just gross. <laughs> so you've, you're only using part of it. Is that right? Yeah. There's two bedrooms at the top and then there's the unfinished space behind the knee walls. There's about three and a half, four foot knee walls. Uh, and the space outside of that, it's unfinished. But I keep all of my decorations in those spaces and all of the children's books and uh, VHSs <laughs> yeah. that we'll never Tons use. Of stuff. <laughs> all right, so. so you got a lot of a lot of storage. All right, and uh, what have you done to it so far? Have you been working on any projects? Yeah, we've done a couple things. We redid the bathroom, retiled the kitchen, a lot of outside stuff mostly. Yeah, I like to garden, so we really like revamped the whole outside. Andrew's been doing brick patios. We did a walkway. The backyard's looking great. <laughs> Sounds like you've got some serious sweat equity in it already. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did all the demo in the bathroom. That was very exciting. <laughs> started off with me painting the ceiling and then it turned into me putting in a fan, ripping out a wall, <laughs> tearing up the tile, doing everything. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I just wanted to repaint the ceiling. <laughs> So, okay. It sounds like you're pretty fearless about what you're willing to jump into. We're not shy. I'll make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was there anything else going on uh, there that you want to chat about or ask about? Yeah, the roof. So <laughs> the uh, probably in March-ish, we got these really, this wild hailstorm here in Akron, Ohio. And it definitely messed up everyone's roof along our street. And so we finally got the appraiser out here. And so we do have in the works a roof replacement. So just knowing, I mean, to me, sort of as a novice, you know, that is right where we maybe want to put insulation. I don't know. This is why mm -hmm. we're calling. This is why we're asking this old <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, maybe it uh, makes sense to include it in part of the renovation of that attic or... Maybe they're two separate mm -hmm. things, but we can suss that out with our expert for sure. Thanks so Sounds much. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Ross Trithui is going to make sure that space feels a lot more comfortable. 
More in a minute. When it comes to making those extra spaces in your house more comfortable, Ross Trithui is our guy. Hey Ross, it's Chris. Hey Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing great. What's going on? So here's the deal. Marissa and Andrew have a cape that they love, but it's got a few issues. And the second floor is freezing in the winter and boiling in the summer. I've heard that before. Yep. So the big issue is there are two rooms up there, and they'd like to turn one into a master bedroom and the other into an office. But right now, it's just way too uncomfortable. The space isn't fully insulated, so whoever converted this attic before didn't do a very good job. Clearly. And to put a little twist on this, they had a hailstorm a while back, and insurance is giving them money for a new roof. So they're wondering, should they tackle this as one big job, a new roof and insulation, or keep the project separate? Right, right. Okay. Well, that's an interesting wrinkle, the the hailstorm part of it. Where are they located again? Uh, They're in Ohio. All right. Anytime I get questions about, you know, roof insulation, especially in retrofit or older buildings, uh, the first question I always ask is, where's the building located? Because, you know, your local climate zone is going to dictate what your options are, right? So the, my recommendation for someone in Miami is going to be different than someone in Maine. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about a roof insulation, there's two different ways you typically do it. Are you doing a vented attic or a non-vented or you know unvented attic, right? So hot roof, cold roof is the other terms that they call it. All right. So let's break this down a little. Can you explain the two ways of insulating a roof? Yeah. The typical thing is you want air passing through the underside of the roof deck. Why? Right. Because you want to keep it dry, right? And you want to prevent any condensation, right? Okay. So mold and all that other stuff. Okay. The, the whole idea of is keeping the roof deck warm and keep it dry. Those are the two things. Okay. And so when you're in cold climates, you run the risk that the roof deck's going to get really cold and then you can have moisture from inside your building leaking through and condensing on the backside of the cold roof deck. So how do you solve that? That's where you come with vented or, or non-vented uh, attic spaces. Okay. And so with a vented approach, you have to maintain that air gap. Right, so soft vent to a ridge vent that allows air to passively move on the underside of the roof deck to allow it to dry. Now, what's often done is that those soft vents get plugged up over time, the ridge vents get blocked up, you know, over time, the wind baffles that they get broken or removed. And so, what we end up seeing in real life situations is that the proper venting roof is no longer vented, mm-hmm. and so. When you get into retrofit solutions, the typical way that those are solved is with spray foam. Okay. Right? There's pros and cons of spray foam. Um, With spray foam, you're getting ear sealing, you're sealing the air, and you're also insulating. And there's different types of spray foam insulation, but that can be both from a professional or you could get even the DIY kits. And so when you're doing an air impermeable spray foam, you don't have to worry about the deck side, you know, the condensation, because you're blocking any moisture from the building from hitting the cold roof deck, Got right? It. So you don't have to worry about the condensation risk and the mold growth. So it's easier to retrofit. You know, they'd have to pull down the ceiling if the ceiling's up there to expose the roof rafters, and then they would just spray foam all of it, seal up the soft vents, seal up the ridge vents, and, you know, basically just completely make that perfectly airtight. Bringing the whole entire space essentially into the building envelope, right? Some of the term that you use all the time, which is That's right. essentially just means the condition space, right? That's right. The thermal envelope, the condition space. You're absolutely right. Yep. 
So it sounds like Marissa and Andrew, they're going to have to gut whatever's there now, right? They got to take the Shirak down. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, first off, they don't even know, or, or you know, I assume they don't know what's actually even up there. Do they have venting, ridge venting, and soffit venting? Do they have insulation everywhere? Is it only in some bays? Has it fallen? Mm-hmm. What material is it? So my recommendation is to pull the Shirak down and take a look what you got. Let's say they decide to spray foam. Do they have to fill the whole entire rafter cavity with spray foam or could they do a little bit of spray foam and then fiberglass mm-hmm. insulation or some other combination? Like what are their options there? So they've got a lot of different options. The first question would be, um, are they trying to bring it up to code or do they want to find like the most economical solution? And so if they're just looking for the most economical solution, what I would recommend is a flash and bat type of approach. And flash and bat is basically you do spray foam, but you only do like two inches of spray foam. Mm -hmm. You spray that first two inches there and you seal it completely up and that becomes your air sealing layer and it gives you a good R value, right? And then the rest of the roof rafter gets filled up with some type of bat insulation. So it could be fiberglass, it could be mineral wool, it could be cellulose, it could be, you know, a handful of other products that are on Mm -hmm. the market all depending on what they want to spend for insulation. And they come with different R values, you know, Mm -hmm. and so whatever they're trying to achieve. So we can't talk about roofs without mentioning R value. So explain what it is. R value is basically the resistance to heat transfer. So the higher the R value, the less heat goes through it. So now let's tackle the new roof and the hailstorm. Since they have to do a new roof anyway, should they rip the old shingles off and put the rigid foam on top of the roof deck and then put the new shingles on top of that? Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a very good point. So in most retrofit cases, you don't have that luxury of replacing the entire roof all the way down to the roof deck. But if you are, uh, then you could start with a clean slate and you could do what's called outsulation, right? Rigid board insulation outside of the roof deck And uh, you could actually do it in such a way that you don't have any cavity insulation on the inside. Really? The only thing you got to be careful about is just making sure that the temperature and the relative humidity inside the building doesn't get too, too high. That's the only thing you have to be sensitive to based on the climate that you're in. So best approach for them is to strip down everything, all the sheetrock, open it all up. If they can, put two inches of rigid foam on the top of the roof, if it's possible, but not totally necessary. And then at the very least, spray foam, the roof deck, flash and bat might be the most economical. And then they basically can reframe it the way they want it and finish it off the way they want it. And it's all going to be with contained within the building envelope then. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. It's going to be brand new roof. It's going to be super comfortable. No cold nights up nice. there anymore. No hot nights up there anymore. Um, it's going to make their HVC system work that much more effective. It's going to be, it'll be great. Thanks, Ross. No problem. Got a long overdue project at your house? Submit your project at askthisoldhouse.com. Ask This Old House is produced by Catherine Fenelosa at Rococo Punch. Production support from Sarah Chase. Thanks to Marissa and Andrew Little and Ross Truthui. If you want to let us know what you think of the show, send us an email, askatthisoldhouse.com. And subscribe to our podcast newsletter at thisoldhouse.com slash newsletters. Don't forget to watch our Ask This Old House TV show on PBS and in the This Old House app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. I'm Chris Ermides. See you next week.